The stories of Southern black women are breathtakingly illuminated at Signature Theater in a soaring musical based on the acclaimed novel and film The Color Purple, featuring DC superstar Nova Y. Payton as Seeley and the voices Frenchie Davis. The Color Purple is filled with jazz, gospel, and blues music, performed by a cast of 16 and a live orchestra. Bring the whole family to see this Tony-winning musical live on stage now through October 9th at Signature Theater. Get tickets today at sigtheater.org. Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their cars dinging, maybe you should add some of your own. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, ding, kids. Chime ding, in. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, you on the street, ding, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Yep, it's okay to speak up because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Cheers. Huh? <laughs> I wish no, I had can, sound we, effects. Well, Here, we make, it, actually, make, it, make we, it dink. We actually have uh, wine glasses. We can do a, we can do a dink here. Was there a, sound good, too, like... Oh, there you go. We get the sound oh. of the floor. It, it, Be careful over the controller. <laughs> so you can hold it. Okay, there we're going to actually clean. Here we go. Uh, uh, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was a good. Here, we'll there give you, you one, there too. There we go. One. All right. So we're, we're toasting uh, with our friend Jimmy Santangelo. Welcome to the Remain Seated Podcast, Jimmy. I, remain Seated Podcast. Yeah, I love that. Gonna... Please remain <laughs> seated. Or did you? And that's what we're doing. <laughs> We've been getting tweets from our listeners saying they listen to the show standing up. I don't know if you saw that. I retweeted one recently. Oh, I don't know how I feel. And I scolded them for that. So. You can't understand Some mavericks. Yep. unless you're sitting down. <laughs> I guess as from a perspective of a parent, um, it could be please remain seated, right? Uh, don't Or um, I guess maybe it didn't make the show title up, pee before you go. So it's either one <laughs> yes, as I a like parent. That. How many times when you were little did I say, go to the bathroom before you go? And you go, but I don't have to go. And I'm like, but you're going to in about 20 minutes and we're going to be in the car. So And then... Like most things, you're right. Yes. And I had to hold it. The preventative P. You got to do the preventative, the preventative P. The preventative. Yes. Well, it's very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is yeah. Jimmy Santangelo. He's with the Wine Academy of Utah. And I've actually known Jimmy for quite a while. Yes. I met Jimmy in the way you should meet your, your favorite sommelier. <laughs> is that the title? Yeah. Is that what... at, at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was at Donovan's, which yep. was right down the street here. Donovan's uh, used to be on Pierpont Ave and a uh, great steakhouse out of Southern California, San Diego specifically. And they had a great concept and uh, had an opportunity to work the floor there. Great wine list. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, just so people can be aware of you, if they haven't heard you on, on the Radio From Hell show, or Festus yeah. has, has had you over on the, the Fox TV show in the yeah, morning, We both too. worked with Jimmy, sometimes <laughs> on the same day. I'll talk to you, and you'll be like, what's Jimmy on? I'm like, me too. <laughs> 
But let's just uh, give people a little bit of your background. Yeah. So um, I am originally from Western New York, Buffalo, New York, and I came out to Utah to go to college and uh, just fell in love with it. You know, everybody comes out here for the winters, but I think once you experience one summer, you're like, oh, <laughs> now I get, I get it. it. Now, you said you came out here for school, but you didn't come out for this school. No, I came out. I was a later matriculating student. I was in my mid-20s going to the University of Utah. I gained my um, associate business degree in Buffalo, and I worked for a publishing company that took me all over the country for a brief period in Connecticut, and then for three years in Denver, Colorado. I always wanted to live out west, and uh, from Denver, I had an uncle that lived here in Salt Lake, so I would constantly visit him skiing. Mm -hmm. And uh, from Denver, I went to Los Angeles, California, continuing my business education and corporate world experience. I haven't heard you say wine yet. I haven't said wine yet. (laughs) And it was uh, only until I moved out here that I was scratching my head going, okay, I'm going to go to school full time. Uh, I have a house. So now I got a monthly payment. I got bills. I want to get school done. So I don't want to go to school part time and work full time. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? My uncle suggested, why don't you get a job up at one of the ski resorts and be a server on the floor? They kill it in mm-hmm. the winter. And I said, not a bad idea. But the only experience I had in restaurants, I grew up in a family-owned business, but it was of a different industry. I grew up in the hair salon. Mm -hmm. So I had my fair share of sweeping hair and rinsing perm (laughs) rods and folding towels, but there was no kitchen in sight. So one summer, though, I got myself in a little trouble, and my dad wanted to straighten me out. So he called his buddy Jimmy Glugosa, who owned a hot dog stand, and he got me a job on the grill. And back east, it's 80 degrees out, but 95% humidity, and there's not a drop of rain in sight. And I'm over the grill cooking dogs. So that set me straight. So I used that brief restaurant experience at the hot dog stand you could say i might have elaborated the experience (laughs) to leverage it into the (laughs) (laughs) so i use that as uh getting onto the floor of a restaurant i cut my teeth at stein erickson lodge in the glitterton restaurant and uh the rest is history and that's when i fell in love fell in love with food and beverage so I want to talk all places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk with you. So this our podcast, Jimmy, is you know mother and son talking about things, and I thought it would be interesting to talk to you about kids and booze. Yeah. Now, don't get nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be scolding. <laughs> but I'm talking about the culture, and mm. and and that's particularly here in Utah. Uh, it can be demonized. Sure. Know? Um, I think you, Festus, grew up. What 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 were your thoughts about how we handled booze in the house when you were a kid? How, well, you didn't lock it up or anything, and you never had to tell me not to drink the booze or anything. Even when I was in high school, I wasn't a big drinker. Um, but you you and Joe never drank a lot. You had wine with dinner. You may, might have had a scotch after dinner and stuff, but I never saw you drink you know, large amounts. It, but it was it was a normal part of our home. That's right. Yeah, it was. I think that's the key right there. The more you keep, you know, the extremes, if you keep things in moderation, if you kept everything away from everybody, well, naturally, it's human instinct. Like, what's that all about? Yeah. You know, you're curious. And then you may overdo it because there's been no restrictions. You know, the restrictions was just no, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I grew up in a culture 
on the East Coast, second generation Italian, meaning my dad's parents came from Italy through Ellis Island in their teenagerhood when they were teens. We even still have their certificate uh, through Ellis Island. It's posted up in one of, in one of our houses. And, um, and then on my mom's side of the family, we've been here for a minute where American Indian, um, Polish, and oh, cool. French. And they came through the... Um, Lewis and Clark Mm -hmm. expedition years after that was first established. And so apparently a Frenchman and um, Irishman and and Pole, um, uh, they fell in love with an Indian woman, Mm -hmm. uh, the Chippewa tribe, and settled in St. Louis. So it's this really cool family of tradition. But when it came with the booze, with the Italian side... We, you know, my dad would make wine with the guys, mm-hmm. you know, the big glass demijohn jars, the big gallons of wine. And um, it was tradition. It was fun. It was something the guys to get together. Mm-hmm. And not that we did this every every weekend, but some of the weekends we would go uh, to the big church where my dad grew up in Lovejoy. It's a little part of Buffalo called Lovejoy, the Italian section. Mm-hmm. And walking distance from his house was uh, the big church, about the size of Cathedral of the Mad. In here, so mm-hmm. it's a large church. Yeah. You know, you you feel. I can always tell a good Catholic church by how guilty I feel when I walk in. <laughs> so this was a good one. This was you know, a lot of guilt. So, <laughs> so way when I was a kid, when we would go there, uh, you know, half a dozen times a year, and then afterwards we get. Um, we go to church every Sunday at, at, in our community, but this was traveling back, you mm-hmm. know, into this area. And then everybody would get together afterwards. We'd make uh, macaroni and, and uh, you know, you'd have the pasta and the sauce, big plates of the sausage and the meatballs and the great. pork, <laughs> the bread. This. Yeah, you know, and it was the job of my cousin Melanie and me to go around with the, the hand, you know, the house-made wine mm-hmm. and these big jugs and we'd pour it into the wine glasses. And, and the wine glasses then, for all the family, there they weren't stemmed wine glasses. I didn't see a stemmed wine glass or a martini <laughs> glass until I got it. These are juice glasses, yeah. right? The juice That's glasses. That's how Italians do it. Yeah. So we pour, 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 and then we get to go into the kitchen. And this is where to speak to how wine was treated with kids. Mm-hmm. And at the kitchen table, the kids' table, literally the kitchen table in the kitchen, we would pour, we'd have water in ours, but we were allowed a little Splash. Mm-hmm. A splishy splash? A little splishy splash. Yeah, I always say splishy splash. So we'd have a little splash. So we had this little pink kind of colored wine, and it was, we were being with our family, we we're having it with the food. And you know, and as the years went on, our pink colored white got darker and darker, yeah. admittedly, yeah. you know. But it was part of tradition. So it, therefore, kind of wasn't a big deal. Yeah, right? and that's, I love that. And we, we would do that. Like even, in our house with our 11-year-old, he's we call him our little sommelier because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> when, we, when we're out to dinner, he likes to sniff the corn. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And and when we're at home, we'll let him have a sip of ours. Yeah, we call it the pinky. Like, yeah. we'll let the kids do the smell, put the pinky in yeah. it, taste it. Now that they get a little older, they do exactly that, little sip. And it's a matter of... Um, yeah, this is just grapes that we crushed and converted into, you know, let ferment a little bit. And you just got to be, I think, the, the normalization, like you're saying, you know. And, There's nothing uh, scary about it. There's nothing scary bad about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And being honest about it. You know, um, I do have family that uh, uh, doesn't drink anymore mm-hmm. because of 
too much indulgence. We, we so, all have some of that. We all have it. some of that. Yeah. And I think that's uh, something that we want to, that as long as you're honest with it, you don't hide it, um, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When no, you I'm, get to the point where you have to start hiding it, that's when it's a problem. <laughs> that's when it's a problem. But I, I do want to praise you, and you brought it up a little bit. Even when he was in high school, we have a, a liquor cabinet that's not locked. Mm-hmm. And it, it was all, it was, it was. Clear glass. I could see all of the yeah. liquor inside. Nice. And and we would go out of town or be gone for the night, and I never worried about, and maybe that's me being naive, I never worried about you sneaking into it. No. And, and you know me now, I would tell you things. I've told you things on this show that I did that were not good yeah. back then. <laughs> I would tell you. I would. Tell, I would. But you sure. didn't. But I didn't. I did, Even when I went to like a party or something, which I didn't do often in high school, but I wouldn't drink or I wouldn't steal your booze. I think it's interesting though and your kids are younger and I'll be Mm -hmm. interested as they grow up to hear what you have to say about this but now Festus is 21 he'll be 22 in oh gosh a couple couple weeks weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, but now he comes over for dinner and we have a glass of wine together. Mm -hmm. Nice. And uh, found out you like Basil Hayden. (laughs) (laughs) It's very... It's very, it's very strange to have that conversation with your child. Yeah, but, yeah. But also kind of nice that we can be grown. It, we it are kind co-adults. Of, having a glass of wine with your adult child is a kind of way of making your relationship go to a different level. It's nice, yeah. And, and there's a point there where our kids, I remember this growing up in my mid-20s, so perhaps, Festus, you'll get there with this realization unless you already have. There's a moment there where you see your parents as people, too. It's a moment when they're no longer the parent, and all of a sudden they're just peoples for their ups and their downs, their betters and their worses, and it's uh, real interesting. My kids, I feel they're growing up so fast that I'm getting to be a person already. You know, <laughs> I'm not dad as much anymore. Dad, what dad? happened to you? And how, how old are your kids? So I have, I have four children. I have one from a previous relationship. My son, Ryan, he's a little older in his 30s. He lives in South Carolina. He's a school teacher. And then my three kids with my wife, Joni, I have Isabel. Rose, who's a senior in high school, Madeline Brooke, who's a freshman, and then Lucian James, who's a fifth grader, just, he does it. And to tell you how much food is a part of our family, Isabel, my wife is Italian Catholic and French Canadian, and um, Isabel got the Italian Italian from both sides, mm-hmm. Joni and me, so I call her a little rigatoni. You know, she's just, you know, that hazel on that eyes, dark skin, yeah. the hair. Um, Madeline must have gotten more of the Northern European because she's like our little pierogi, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. And Lucian's a mix of everything. He's just a little meatball rolling around. He doesn't know what's going on. I like shopping local. I like going to places like Black Velvet Boutique, locally owned and operated, open seven days a week. What's Black Velvet Boutique? It's, it's not a novelty store. It's not a sex store. It's a sexual wellness resource is what they like to call it. They being uh, Don and Leah, they're the owners of Black Velvet Boutique. The whole staff there is super nice. You should go in and talk to them, not feel embarrassed. Um, They'll answer your questions, help you find what you need. Just go in and see for yourself. Uh, If you want to find um, stuff that will help you with communication, help you be confident in the bedroom, go to 595 South State Street in Clearfield and tell them you heard about it on the Remain Seated podcast and you'll get a special discount.
<laughs> now you brought some wine with yeah, you. Yeah, so I brought a Chardonnay, uh, really great. This is a, a special order wine. So this is a wine that I order uh, through my company, the Wine Academy of Utah, and this is called Brea Chardonnay. And this is out of uh, Santa Lucia Highlands, which is near Santa Barbara. And the Santa Lucia Highlands is a really nice climate to grow grapes. This is the Chardonnay grape varietal. And I'll grab a picture of these and post them with the the episode. Sweet. And uh, what I like about this wine is that if you were to have a glass of wine with your son or daughter, this would be a fun wine to do that with. Um, It's a single grape varietal, the Chardonnay. It uh, Chardonnay can grow in various climates, whether it's really cold climate, warm climate, or it could be really hot. Chardonnay is one of those varietals that can adapt to various climates. Not every grape varietal can do that. Yeah, I thought they were pretty delicate, but no. Like Pinot Noir would be delicate. Like the red grape varietal Pinot Noir is like, oh, it's too cold out. Eh? Or it's like, it's way too hot. I'm lazy and I'm not going to produce good wine. It's got to be just right. Where Chardonnay, I think, is reflective of adaptability, kind of like how we want to raise our kids. You know, yeah. we want them to be prepared for the various elements that they'll see once they're out of the house. Be a Chardonnay, well, is, Festus. Is, <laughs> that'll be the title of this. Be a Chardonnay. I, I think this is a very... Find your inner Chard. Do you want to try it, Mom? You yeah, let's have thing? a little... Okay. Yeah. You know, when, when you taste wine, you want to look at the wine, you smell the wine, and put the wine to the palate. White wines, we break down between uh, lemon in color or golden in color. This falls more into a golden. Aromatically, when you smell wines, typically they fall into a citrus fruit profile, orchard fruit or tropical fruit. This has more of that apples and pears, but maybe a little riper style. Mm -hmm. And that's from its aging just a touch in oak barrels, which contributes vanillins. So a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of creaminess. Um, I think this is just an easy drink in shard. Um, I order this special order for some of my consumer tasting so I can treat people to something that's not necessarily in the market. But uh, so this isn't something we can go buy. Is yeah, it's not. So this is something <laughs> special for us. I wanted to know. Yeah, this is some uh, current release 2017 Brea wines. Good good broker that represents this too. So when you, when you special order... Do you have to do it in cases, or can you just do a bottle? Or... Yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah so um, that goes with spirits also, but sometimes spirits, like a whiskey or something, will come in a six-pack, so that would then represent the case, whereas beer, a case is 24, mm-hmm. wine is a case of 12. Okay. Um, so you have to do that. I always recommend buying um, a case or two and... Uh, um, getting a friend, you know, you can you can split it up. Yeah, you go in on it. Uh, the state does a real good job. We got a lot of wines. We got a, 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 what's called a skew. We got a lot of skew numbers uh, that are on the shelves. But just like anything, it's not perfect. You know, they're they're doing their best. But uh, we're also not the worst in the country. We're not. We're Which not. Is, I like that because mm-hmm. people often think of Utah as not. Yeah as being the worst in that area. During the winter, it's not uncommon. I'll be in one of the wine stores making some selections or just re-familiarizing myself. I'm just constantly in there for one reason or another. And I'll see some folks in from out of town. They still got their ski pants on. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're visiting. <laughs> and you can, if you can overhear, and they're, they're shocked at our selections. Like, oh my God, I can't even get this back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the great thing. When you have the state being the wine buyer, mm-hmm. they 
they got a little leverage. They they're yeah. buying some wine. They're buying a big, a big quantity. Big so. quantity. They're you know some states or some wine stores. If the three of us owned a wine store, we're not going to be ordering a pallet of fifty six cases of a selection. Can't afford to do that. Can't afford to do that. And you're not going to move it, and it's already expensive. And you might order struggle to get two or three cases, but then you go through it. And now it's no longer available. State of Utah, I'll take three cases, uh, three pallets of that, two of these, two, four of those. So they have some leverage behind them. Yeah. And I did the um, the Pappy Van Winkle drawing. Ooh, when is that coming up? I... It was um, uh, uh, two days ago, okay. the 10th, and uh, did not get it, not surprisingly enough. But you tried. I tried. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. Amanda both, uh, both entered for nice. um, a few of those bottles but didn't get it. You know, I wanted to ask you about how tastes change because I have a distinct memory when I was in high school. My dad had a scotch mm. and we were talking about it and I could just smell it from where he was standing. And yes. I said, how can you drink that? And he said, do you want to taste it? And I said, OK, because I thought maybe it's one of those things that tastes better than it smells. Right, right. And I took a sip and I said, I don't understand how anybody consume something that tastes like that it was so terrible but i've noticed <laughs> as i get older how talk about how taste buds change no you sure absolutely and they re um they rejuvenate too the taste buds so we all have on our palate um uh, our, in our mouth we have uh five sensory that we can taste five tastes on our palate um, and uh, over the years, they, they regenerate. So if you bite your tongue, right, mm-hmm. it kind of grows back and everything. But that's constantly happening on your palate. Um, one of the uh, – I'm thinking I can go into a couple ways with mm-hmm. this. Uh, what happens is when you taste something – you the tip of your tongue is the sweet sensation. So evolutionarily, how we developed as humans is we taste something that we don't know about when we're first discovering what foods to eat mm-hmm. to survive. We just put the tip of our tongue on mm-hmm. whatever that may be, the plant, the mushroom, mm-hmm. the whatever. And if something's sweet, it's not going to be poisonous, typically. Oh, okay. On the very back, which is one of the five senses, mm-hmm. on the very back, bitter happens on the very back of your tongue. It's the you last resort. <laughs> You're committing. <laughs> so if you get it and let's say the plant or what it is faked you out, it mm-hmm. wants to poison you. <laughs> it's floral and aromatic. Mm-hmm. So it made it past the tip. But if you, if you gag on it, if it's poison is bitter mm-hmm. or things that have rotted are become bitter and it's the last defense to bitter and then to dispense it out of your mouth i dispensed it out of my mouth after i tasted the scotch, scotch. Is, it was your scotch. protective mechanism there but i find on the floor of restaurants when working on the floor of restaurants i'd have some old time uh, men and women who uh shared with me says why am i getting into white wines now I've been drinking red wines. Mm-hmm. I collect red wines. I spend thousands of dollars on searching out all these big red wines. All of a sudden, I'm enjoying white wines. Mm-hmm. What the heck's going on? And maybe speaking to your question is, these people, you've hammered your palate with tannins and dryness for years. 
Finally, you've developed to be able to go over those tannins and dryness and strong acids to get to the fruit of those red wines that now... Having a glass of white wine <laughs> is beautiful fruit, yeah. and it's just right there. That's really interesting because this has happened in my house. <laughs> we are red wine, red wine, red wine, and my husband lately oh. comes home with white wine all the time. And I said, "What?" He's like, "I don't know. Just for some reason, all of a sudden, I'm yeah. craving white wine." I have there never you seen you do that. I know. I've never seen white wine in the house. I know. At all. Well, you should come over this weekend because we have white wine and experience home. it for yeah. us. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, this has just been lovely talking to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and plug uh, any event you have coming up you want people to Great. know about? Yeah, we with the Wine Academy of Utah, we do a lot of consumer events and you can Find out all that we do, wineacademyofutah.com. Just go to the tasting events tab, drop it down, and you'll see You can select from events as simple as a wine tasting with a little meat and cheese all the way up to multi-course wine dinners. Particularly, we host those at the Leonardo Museum with their culinary team. I've been to one of those. (laughs) Those are fun. Those are fun. And I I just love it. Can I leave you with one last story with family? I would love it. So, graduating college. Had a little, you know, had a little experience with food and wine. Graduate college. My parents are coming out for the graduation here in Utah. Well, sometimes out of Buffalo, you get a better airfare out of Toronto. So mm-hmm. you just drive up to Toronto, 90 minutes away, 80 minutes away, whatever, a little over an hour. And uh, uh, they come through. But when you go through Toronto to come in, you then got to go through customs sure. because it's Canada, the States. And this was in the late 90s. So this was pre before you had to 9/11. take your shoes off yeah. and 9-11 and you can carry things in your bag. So my dad had a bottle of homemade wine that he wanted to bring out. Homemade wine that I grew up with my whole life. It was the best wine ever because of the situation. So here I am. I got you know some wine knowledge under my belt, this and that. So my dad... Comes through duty, or not duty free, comes through customs here in Salt Lake. And uh, the agent goes, uh, we got to look in your bag, something's in there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they open it up, and the agent looks, and he's like, it's a bottle of wine. He's like, yeah, it's my son's uh, graduating from college. This is our homemade wine. Custom agent goes, what do you call it? My dad goes, oh, this house-made wine, this is homemade wine, this is Dago Red. <laughs> Custom agent starts laughing. And he goes, he's looking at it, he's like, nice, what What year is it? So my dad takes this opportunity to take the bottle back out of the custom agent's hand and looks at it, shows it up to the light, acting real big shot, looking at the label. He's like, this bottle? What's the year of this bottle? Custom agent's like, yeah, that bottle. What's the vintage? What's the year? My dad goes, June. So that's that the one. Yeah, it was a very good. It's drinking very well. It's that's perfect. So that's kind of how wine is treated in our family. I love it. Although it's a profession of mine, a great passion, it's still uh, rooted uh, in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, so with family. <laughs> Perfect awesome. place to end. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you again, Jimmy. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, our email, Gina at x96.com or Twitter, Instagram at remain seated pod. No, 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 don't get up. <laughs> Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The, is it morning yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> 